Sup noobs, we are your professional casual gamers, and you're listening to Train Noobs. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 16 of the Train Noobs podcast. My name is Jason, and as always, I am joined by Mike. You're starting to get in the groove where you're doing this every time. It's I'm like, trying to wake up more right now. I'm still, if you can't tell, I still have that morning throat. But what I'm saying is you've kind of got like that silly podcaster intro script where they say the same thing every time. And as always, I'm joined by Jocelyn Moffat and Willie Dills Gregory. I love my voice and my hair. Well, I'm not that fucking pompous. So <laughs> there's that. So what's but, with the plastic on your headset? I'm not about to be all, hey guys, welcome to the Trainers Podcast. My name is Jason, joined by Michael. I mean, I unless like you that. like that. If you like that, that was good. I'll do it. I, I'll I, do appreciate, it I appreciate your simple intro. I all right, do. cool. So what's are we up still with, doing, what's up are with we, this? Yes, what's this, up with this that? Right here? Yeah, why, why, why is I'm, that exist? I want to make sure people on the podcast hear it. Uh, it's because I got my hair dyed. And it's still oh, leaky a little bit, and I don't want to get it on my. I don't want to get it on my uh, tan, I cushy it. pad of my it. headset. I got it. Like I'm, I'm sleeping with a um, a dark like brown pillowcase because I don't want to get purple all over my pillowcase. So did you dye it or did Kay dye it? No, I get my hair professionally dyed. Really? Mm-hmm. Which is a good call, but in that picture of you at the. Wedding, it almost looked like it was on your scalp or something a little bit. Was it not? It always, or was it... it always gets on your scalp when you dye your hair. There's really no way to avoid it. When, you want, when you're dying down to the roots, <clears throat> there's really no way to avoid getting a little bit on your scalp. And yeah. since I literally did it that morning, I did it yesterday morning before the wedding. So she does, she did the foils or whatever? I have a family friend who's done this yeah. for like 15 years. And yeah, so I've she, seen her do it. Yeah. She does the foils if you're doing like a section. Like what she did with my hair, I actually have a picture I'll show you. Um, of what she did with my hair <clears throat> when I went in at 8 a.m. yesterday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, By the way, I'm not sick this week, so I don't even need the music switch, but it it's here. <laughs> yeah, if you need it, you have it. God, I sounded like shit last week, huh? You sounded terrible. So here's here's what it looked like. Right. You know, and let's show the podcast world. Like they, she, she put foil around like a crown, like around mm-hmm. the sides of my head in the back because I did the whole top part purple. Um, and that was just the bleach stage. At and least purple is a little more subtle than red. I think I'm digging the purple a little bit better. Everybody that I talked to at the wedding last night said they loved my hair and it matched my outfit that I had. You saw the, fa- the Facebook pictures <laughs> yeah. that I have. I told, I told Katie cause Katie said, why did he dye his hair, dye his hair purple? I'm like, well, duh, he wanted to match his purple shirt for the wedding. Why else yeah. would he dye it purple? That, that's probably the like 80% of the reason you dyed it purple. <laughs> but no, that's not that's not the reason I dyed it purple. I dyed it purple because I just wanted something different. Uh, but to show the people in podcast land or video land, I guess it would be, uh, this is the picture of uh, my wife and I at the, I can't get it to focus at all. Oh, oh there it is. Okay. There's there's the wedding. So uh, that was after a couple drinks and, and uh after we, we settled in a little bit and it started warming up because we were dancing and things. So cool man, cool. Um, but yeah, that was a that was a lot of fun. Um so you had your wedding yesterday, which was why previously we said we probably well, it wasn't, record this week. It wasn't my wedding. No. To clarify. Sorry. Kayla's but, sister. 
Yes, it was Kayla's sister's wedding that we went to. and uh, But last week we did say we wouldn't be able to record this week. We ended up making it work. And the show we tried to record after last week's episode did not turn out. Yeah. So it, uh, problems with the software we were using and it just didn't turn out. So doing a professional show this week. And it's a good thing because there's a lot of fucking news this week. Yeah. And sorry if I sound like shit. My voice is kind of going because I was yelling a lot last night. So it sounded like normal to me. I don't know. Well, uh, I sound like normal woke up voice. So and it also got dark outside again. What the fuck? So this week you had your wedding. Oh, uh, and then the other thing that I want to talk about. Yeah, the other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, I got to play a little game called Vermintide, uh, Warhammer End of Times Vermintide, uh, which is a lot like I explained it to you before we started recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot like um, Left for Dead, but with a Warhammer fantasy setting. Uh, and you got different classes and different things that's really focused on melee combat. And the melee combat feels really visceral and up front in your face. And uh, But it's it, not so focused on team versus team combat, right? No. No, there is no versus mode. Okay, so it's just versus <clears throat> It's just versus computers, yep. And then cool. at the end, you get there's a progression system. You roll some dice. You try to get better loot. You get the better loot, and you move on. And then you level up. And as you level up, you unlock more things that go in your inn. And your inn... Uh, will give you uh, upgrades to your your stuff. You can, there's a forge you can go, and it's kind of like the Diablo system with the the cube and things like that, and, and the crafting. It you seems can really craft fun. Weapons. It almost seems like a cross between chivalry and mm-hmm. like the old school like du- uh, room based dungeon progression crawlers, like Dragon Quest or or things like that. Is it sort of like that at all? It's very Where similar you- to that, but um, I would say. The, the combat is not as dynamic as something like chivalry, where chivalry, if you're using a sword, you have three different attacks. You have a main right. sweeping attack, you have a thrust attack, and then you have like a downward swing attack. Mm-hmm. In this, it's kind of like you have a basic attack, and then you have a tertiary attack, and then you have your secondary items that you get. Like a bo- you can get bombs, incendiary bombs, <clears throat> stuff like that. And that really uh, increases the dynamic. And plus, there's also a director system, just like uh, the Left 4 Dead had, that if you sit in one place and you just camp there, they will send wave after wave after wave of Skaven, which if you don't aren't familiar with uh, Warhammer, they're giant rat people after you to come kind of try to kill you. And then there's also the special enemy types. There's uh, a guy that comes up. I don't know the actual names because I only played a couple hours of it, but... There's one that comes up that will pull you away from your party. It comes up with like a lance or something and grabs one of your teammates and pulls them. And then there's somebody that's like a, a hunter from Left 4 Dead that that's really pouncy, but also has a vanish ability that if you don't kill it right away after it pounces on somebody, it will vanish and come back later. Uh, and then there's a... Uh, what is it called? I can't think of what the name of it is, but they throw like big gas bombs. That's like an aerial denial kind of thing. So just lots of different monster archetypes that you're fighting yeah and then, chivalry style progression loot mm-hmm. based and i'm probably forgetting some because maybe i didn't experience oh uh then there's a giant machine gunner that comes out too there's that one and then the last one that i could remember is like a giant tank one that just takes so much damage to kill mm-hmm. so but it's a lot of fun it takes actually quite a bit of coordination depending on how hard you play literally if we played a normal we had somebody we had a bot and we had three people playing and it took us three times to get to the end of the game, end of that level. That and that was the very first level of the game, uh, because we didn't know what we were doing. But after we started coordinating a little bit, I got the dwarf, I got the shield, so I was able to soak a little bit of damage for everybody. 
then we started being able to progress more. Um, there's also a system in it, just like Left 4 Dead, that if you die, you can get revived later on. They find you tied up in a in a cabinet somewhere, a closet, like you you were captured. So once you're dead, you're not completely out. But it sounds a lot of fun. A, so this is it's a lot of fun. It's uh, was it um, was it uh, whatever green light or what the fuck is that terminology? Early access. Yeah, was it early access or is it full release? Uh, it the full release takes place October twentieth, but if you okay. pre-purchase it, you get access now. Okay, uh, okay. I don't know how early it was the pre-purchase thing. I only got it Friday, and it costs how much? Twenty five. Thirty. It's it's base price at thirty dollars. It's ten percent okay. off right now, so it's at cool. twenty seven twenty seven dollars right now. Good to know. And that's called what again? Warhammer End Times Vermintide. Cool. Looks fun. I might get it with you. We'll see. It's hard to drop thirty bucks here and there randomly, of but then course. again, but then again, just don't go out to eat one night, and that's that thirty bucks, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a code if uh, if you're interested to get twenty five percent off on Green Man Gaming. So I don't cool. know if it's a one use code or not. Otherwise, I'd share it with everybody. I I don't know if if it isn't. I'm sure you can find it online. Right. Of course. Uh, for everybody listening. Anytime you're interested in PC games, go to istthereanydeal.com. And mm. and it'll hook you up. It'll tell you if there's a deal anywhere. It'll tell you, hey, use this offer code, et cetera, et cetera, and go from there. All right. So did was, you do anything else this week other than the wedding in that game? Uh, I did other stuff, but nothing as noteworthy as that. So what about you? Um. My week was spent, I did an extra shift again, like every week, so it was busy, I didn't get much gaming time in, but I did watch lots of streams and stuff, which is how I roll, but this morning I got up early, and I played a couple hours of Wildstar, and that was a lot of fun, that's a good game, Mm -hmm. it's well made, Um, it's got a lot of the... a lot of the quality of life improvements that an MMO, in my opinion, should have, like yeah. auto sorting bags, you know, picking up everything in the area, just uh, really easy quest tracking. It's beautiful game. Uh, it's a lot of fun when you're playing. This is my first time playing it, by the way. But when you're cycling through all your abilities, they look f- cool, and it's just it's really neat game. So I'm excited to play more of that. Other than that, I played a lot of Diablo three. I've just been grinding real hard for um one specific item and it's just not coming to me so you know other that's really it i played hearthstone just to get my card pack for the week or for the month over with speaking of which did you play the uh tavern brawl this week i haven't no i've been skipping the tavern brawls i just haven't had time i've been working six days a week um hopefully this week is the first week that that changes because this week is the the first week of my new schedule which i guess we could mention really quick our recording schedule is going to change due to that so I think the, the the way the episodes get released is not changing at all. Just to clarify, right. uh, they may get released on a different day, but you'll still get one episode a week. Exactly. Right. At least. <laughs> anyway. Um, so your new schedule? My new schedule, I'm going to we'll probably be recording Wednesday nights as a result of my new schedule. If that doesn't happen, because chances are, like I said, my job is still very shorthanded, then we'll be pushing it to Thursday nights or Saturday nights based on what works best for us. 
or somebody will take over for me. But Wednesday nights is going to be nice. It's going to be better for Jason uh, because he utilizes his weekends. I have a job that weekends don't mean anything to me. So for me, it's just whatever days off is my weekend. And my girls don't work or my family here at home doesn't work or anything like that. So my days off are just they're good. Like if they're in the middle of the week, that works for me. So mm-hmm. it'll be good for you to not have to record on your weekend and we'll do it Wednesday night and it'll be, it'll be nice. So this week uh, you're going to get an episode, you know, today, and then you're going to probably get another episode Wednesday night or Thursday morning. And uh, so two episodes this week for you guys, but I think yeah. that'll be fine. Um, but real quickly, the, uh, the Hearthstone Tavern Brawl this week, it's all random. Uh, yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, you click uh, you click a class, click play. It throws you in a game with a completely randomized deck of your class. Uh, as the cards draw, it randomizes the ca- the mana cost the mana of the cost, card. Yeah. Uh, it cannot go above the card's mana cost, though. So if you have a if you draw a card and it has a three mana cost, it can't go above three. It'll only mm-hmm. be a three or two or one. That's it. <clears throat> it sounds, and it's from what I heard, it was a lot of fun to play with friends, but not so much just like against random people because it's so random that if you don't like the randomness then it's not enjoyable i love the randomness of hearthstone that's the Mm -hmm. reason i love it uh and this is for a different discussion a little bit later down the road we could discuss this this thing with um the whole randomness being affecting competitiveness of the game Mm -hmm. but uh yeah, we could definitely go into an you know, in-depth conversation. This game mode is or this tavern brawl. I actually like almost as much as I like the unstable portal one. Oh yeah, the it's unstable similar. portal uh, tavern brawl. I played the shit out of that, mm-hmm. but this one I played a little bit more, or not not a little bit more than than the unstable portal one. But I've played a little bit more than I normally would play. Like normally, I just do tavern brawl to try to get that first pack. That's it. This one, I actually wanted to play it more often because I actually enjoyed it. So that's cool. That's cool. Because I love I, that's the one thing about about this game that I love is the mm-hmm. randomness. Tavern Brawls come out on what day? Thursday, right? Wednesday night, Thursday, I something think. like that. Those are going to be my new days off, which means that I'm going to be able to actually play Tavern Brawls right now. The way that Tavern Brawls drop is they drop and I'm working like four days in a row. So I just don't have time. Do you know if you get your first pack from Tavern Brawls by playing against a friend? I don't know. I've never tried it. Most of my gaming is actually done solo because I I have such weird times that, you know, I get up at like 4.30 in the morning and I play games when you're not even up yet. Yeah. And so it's like, that's just when I get my gaming time in or it's just odd hours. So I do a lot of solo gaming. So I haven't figured that out, but that's my week, man. It is um, fucking snowing outside. Just for the record, it is fucking. It is kind of snowing right now. <laughs> it's a little slushy rain. God damn it. What's the temperature there? F- fucking low enough to start snowing, apparently. Yeah, no joke. It's not It's not cold here. All I'm right, looking cool. at my weather now because you're blowing me away with that. Um, it's 58 degrees here. <laughs> yeah, it just kind of stopped. So it must just be cold enough where it's getting a little frosty. Yeah, it's starting. Like, it's, it, there's a couple drops coming down that look like either oh. huge drops of rain. I did want to mention hail or for my weeks, and I'll be talking about this when we record Wednesday night. But Thursday, I've got a Coheed and Cambry concert that I'm super excited for, (laughs) and in two weeks, I've got another concert that is going to be Parkway Drive, Miss May I. It's going to be a lot of fun. That one I'm going to with all my brothers and friends from work, and that one's going to be a lot of fun. 
All right, so that's our, that's our weeks. Let's quickly get through our quick mentions because Go we've got you, a lot of news. You do a couple of them because <laughs> you right, have I'm gonna a do, ton. I have a lot more than you do, so I'm going to knock out four real quick. First of all, Battleborn. If you're familiar with that game, it's uh, the beta starts October 29th. The beta is going to be out for PC, PS4, and Xbox One on October 29th. Overwatch, Blizzard's first-person shooter, uh, is going to be beta releasing october 27th that's going to be on battle.net so pc and mac uh firewatch is releasing february 9th of 2016 this release date just got announced and it's going to be releasing for pc linux mac mac and ps4 super, I'm super excited super, super stoked for that super stoked i'm going to be buying this day of or pre pre-ordering whatever and i'm going to be what what day is february 9th i'm actually curious because i want to find out if i'm going to be able to play this february 9th is on a tuesday so i'll play i'll be playing it wednesday and thursday play that shit on so, stream yeah i'm yeah something i don't know i'm super excited about firewatch so that's coming out february 9th 2016 and darkest dungeon is releasing january 19th 2016 that's going to be for pc oh. ps4 and ps vita it has a release date now yep release date announced so that's going to be if you've, neat. if you've never tried darkest dungeon i recommend trying it it's out on early access right now on steam you can pick it up uh, it's it's like 10 bucks something like that yeah, it's cheap and if you want to just see it played i recommend going and watching day nine play it because watching him play anything is the best but he's uh, a lot of fun to watch play it 20 bucks it's 20, 20 bucks. bucks but i highly recommend that you probably could pick it up on sale somewhere else uh, if you like dungeon crawly type stuff yeah. strategy uh type games this game it's got permadeath in it it's got a ton of stuff. Two I D mean, side scrolling, dark, grungy dungeon yeah, adventure game. Really badass. There is there is an emotional aspect you have to manage for each a different companion that you have that you take with you. So when you go back to camp, there's ways to get them to de stress. Uh, you can send them to the church. You could send them to a tavern. You could send them to um, uh, tavern. A, pro- a prostitute. You could send them to wherever to That's try awesome. to try to. Um, you know, get them get them to relax and calm down and get less stressed because as they're in the dungeon, their stress level starts rising. And if it caps out, they either have a chance of breaking entirely and going insane or they'll hit um, a point where they become really heroic and start inspiring others to do stuff depending on your your randomness and, and stuff of the game. So it's a lot of fun. I definitely recommend picking it up or trying it out. There might be a demo out there somewhere being that it's developed by an indie studio, but I'm not entirely mm-hmm. sure. And a lot of times Steam does quick little demos you could try. But honestly, just watch it be played. If it looks like it's fun, then just buy it. It's only 20 bucks. It's an indie game. Yeah, I picked it up because I watched I watched and heard so much about it. And basically, they, people that I talked to recommended it, even though it's based on early access. People that I talked to that, have, that, that despise early access loved this game. So I cool. picked it up and I've put, let's see how many hours, I put six... 6.4 hours onto it already and that was only when it was very first released because uh which by the way it was early february this year um so it's been in early access for almost a year or will be by the time it's released and i put 6.4 hours into it because i wanted to test it out and get involved in the game before the full release came out but i didn't want to i didn't want to burn myself on, on it so i really i do recommend picking it up though for the 20 dollars that it is and why don't you just breathe in the mic more? That was that was great. <laughs> All right, so you've got three quick mentions, and I've got three more. So why don't you go ahead and do one? All right, uh, Black Ops Three is launching with all campaign content unlocked. Basically, when the game launches, you can 
get a level select and you get to play whatever level you want to play. People are kind of in about it. The way I look at it is it's single player. Why the fuck do you care? Right. You can progress through it the proper way if you want I to. I mean, you used to have a Game Genie, right? What was one of the codes you'd have for Game Genie? Right. Level game Shark. I always use Game Shark for well, PlayStation. Game Genie. I'm going back away. Yeah, but you are. You get the idea. Level select is one of the ones that one of the codes that was always there. So it's there's it's no different than that. Uh, Doom closed alpha test uh, is going to be available to those who pre-ordered or purchased Wolfenstein: The New Order before May 26th of 2014. So if you did not pre-order or purchase the game from a year and a half ago you don't get access to the closed alpha but if you did then you go to the website that we provided in the article or that is in that is provided within the article that's on our show notes for it. and you have to apply for it uh there's no release date announced for doom yet but this is just the closed alpha test it's real strict server testing and stuff like that uh one map they're testing uh few different characters and that's it um it's gonna be on pc ps4 and xbox one for the closed alpha test Unfortunately, I waited a bit long on the uh, on the new order. Mm-hmm. You know, I waited for a sale because I was like, I kind of want it, but I don't want to spend. I don't want to dump sixty bucks into it. It's an interesting way to do this closed <clears throat> alpha thing. You know, I, oh, yeah. I, it kind of sucks. Like, if there's a real Doom enthusiast out there who is like all about Doom and he just doesn't care about Wolfenstein and never bought it, so he doesn't get the choice. You know, that that guy's bummed out. But it's interesting. I'm not saying it's good or it's bad. I'm just saying it's interesting. That's for sure. Uh, so Black Desert Online, a game that you both you and I are hyped for, uh, will not be free in the West. Uh, there'll be a payment plan purchase thing behind. I'm trying to think what it's called. Uh, uh, the payment option Structure. for the game. Thank you. Uh, for the game is is going to be one of those buy the game and then play it. Okay, it's so like it's, Guild Wars. Yeah, it's it's. But the thing is, is that in in the East, where it's originated in Korea and 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 Japan, and I think uh, I think that's the only places that it's available currently is Japan and Korea. Um, it is it is currently free to play. You just you just go on the website, download it, and play it. Um, but here they're gonna be. It's probably and assuming in in the like the UK, uh, it's gonna be buy the game once, and then vanity items and convenience items are all purchasable. Now, the one thing that I found really shady about this is in the article it says that uh, we're adapting the payment method to, or the payment, what was it? Uh, how did they word this? What's the quote? Uh, players will buy the game once and can purchase vanity and convenience items, according to publisher Dom Games, who also said content and gameplay systems will be adjusted to accommodate Western players and our differentiating business model. What? Why, why? I don't understand. That's the one thing I don't understand. Why does it have to be different? But I guess maybe in the East, they're not even going to buy it. And they know in the West, maybe they could get purchases. I don't know. Like the way I feel is, is I'll buy it if I'm super, super stoked. Um, I don't know. I w- I'll buy a game if it looks really good. And if I'm excited I mean, for it, and maybe they just don't do that in the East. Don't get me wrong. I'll probably pick this game up, mm-hmm. but I just I, I'm kind of like why I don't understand the whole theory of why does it have to be different here than it is over there? Why does it f- completely free to play over there, but over here you have to pay for it? I, I don't know. It's just one of those things. What is it because we're more gullible? Is it because that we're more willing to go out there and just throw money at a game? 
or maybe there's some costs that are incorporated to getting it over to the West and they're trying to supplement. But then again, I don't really believe that. I'm just kind of spitballing yeah. here, but I don't well, know. Whatever. All right. What's yours? Next one. Uh, Battlefront beta had 9 million players in it. Uh, this is obviously due to the fact that it was open to everyone. Uh, the beta was also available on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. So across all three platforms, 9 million open to anybody that wanted to play it. Makes sense. Everybody's stoked. They're totally riding the hype of Star Wars right now. They're riding the hype of the Star Wars movie. Uh, they knew this was coming. They jumped right in and made this game. And this is why it's getting such large numbers. It's the largest played beta in EA's history. Uh, it shifts, it's going to be shipping in North America on November 17th and Europe on November 19th. And also, we added this on at the end. The season pass for Battlefront will be costing $50. So, you know, you buy the game, you buy the season pass separately, and then you get all the content with the season pass type of thing. Like, uh, re- what's another game that recently that just did that? Didn't Destiny do that? Uh season pass i'm trying to think of what other one did the, the big season pass thing yeah i feel like there was a, a game recently but anyway that's that's the that's the quick mention for battlefront nine million players pretty impressive yeah I, I, it's still a mediocre game to me i don't know yeah. it's we're not unless, very stoked about it but unless you're into into the whole setting and the whole star wars thing that's the only reason to get hyped about it it's basically that that's it i mean yeah everybody it's, it's a mediocre it's, shooter at best it's being inflated because it's Star Wars. Everybody is drooling over it because it's Star Wars. But if you look at it for the game it is, it's not very exciting. It's yeah. just whatever. Yeah. So, so. Uh, I mean, it kind of correlates with the, with the whole movie thing, too. Uh, all the new merchandise that's releasing in stores. Like, you go to Target, and, and there's a bunch of stuff at Target lining the shelves for Star Wars now, apparently. And I, I looked at my I looked at Caleb while we were there, and I'm out at one time, and I was like, so this is, must be what it felt like when Star Wars first released walking down an aisle of a toy store and seeing figures of star wars everywhere i'm sure so it was it's it's really interesting to see something this huge take effect to the point where it takes up almost two aisles at target it's insane but hey you know what if you like star wars more power to you i'm just not a fan so the last quick mention that i have uh has nothing to do with video games but being a man, this is very important to me. And being that I grew up with these, it's also very important to me. I did want to mention this. Mike has no idea I'm going to talk about this. And hopefully he doesn't even know this topic exists so we can have some decent discussion on it. I still have one more quick mention. Should I get it out of the way? It get like yours out of the way. Yeah, get yours yeah, out of the way. It sounds like yours is kind of long-winded. My last one is Star Citizen reaches 1 million backers. All backers are now going to get access to the full game. They used to have a system where uh, backers also had to purchase an alpha access pack. Uh, anybody that's purchased one of those packs, they will be now awarded in-game currency called UEC. Um, and the pledges have exceeded $92 million. So Starter Citizen, looking very promising, very excited about it. I have access to this game because of a video card I bought. Granted, I have no idea how to redeem that, but hopefully it just pops in my email one day or something. I don't know. I think I signed up for with, with my email or something. Anyway, but that's the Star Citizen news. Million um, backers and everybody gets access to the full game. There's a little bit there's a little bit more Star Citizen news. I kind of I took it off my notes because it wasn't that important. But since you're talking about Star Citizen, anyways, I'll just really quickly mention it. They announced that there's going to be over 400 quadrillion cubic kilometer expansion for the game. I can't wait for this game. It's going to be so big. They released a star map for it on the website, so you can go check out the whole solar system that they're planning on having in, in the game. I just um, want to get into it 
go to a planet, claim it my own, and kill anybody that jump comes to it. That's not going to work. He will not do, do that. I want to do it. I want you to can try. try. I got to get friends. Then we got to make fr- we got to make friends, and eventually. I'll- well, I don't know about you, but if you're <laughs> planning on getting into it, there's. I forgot mm-hmm. I have a cough switch for that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, I don't know how much you're planning on getting into it, but since there, there's when you back it, you can back a ship. You can get buy a ship, and you can have that with real money from I day one. Haven't backed it on Kickstarter. I just have access Either to it because of the video card I bought. But I've played it because I've I've seen Chris's Chris play it, and I've tried his account and stuff when I was down there. But uh, there's these huge battleships and things that are be multi crew ships that they're planning on implementing, mm-hmm. and they do have they do have you can go to your hangar and check them out and stuff, but. Um, I know that Chris and me and a group of his friends will all be getting a multi-cruise ship at some point and flying around as a big crew in this big-ass battle cruiser thing and just blowing up anybody that we come across uh, and being sky pirates or space yes. pirates. We'll make a sky pirates guild or clan or community or fleet. brothel or whatever. Fleet. It's probably going to be fleet because it's Can we call space. ourselves a brothel? Uh, uh yeah <coughs> sure whatever hold on wait let me hit this <laughs> you missed the first cough but then you hit it for a second cough good job the, the, the second one was more severe it was it was very so, severe so that's what started that's our star citizen right. uh quick mention so go ahead and hit me with whatever the fuck this is that you're about to bring i'm confused so this last thing i want to talk about i found really early on in the week and it kind of brought a little tear to my eye because it took me back, way back, back when I was a child uh, and we didn't have internet access. Playboy Magazine is going to stop publishing images of fully nude women over the next year. I've heard about this. This has been in a few of the different podcasts I've listened to. What? Why? 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 They're trying. Their reason yeah. is because you have an internet. If you want to watch the images of the nude women, you go to the internet and you type in big old boobies and it comes up with a billion pictures of big old boobies. You could type in anything. Uh, horse fucking a dude in the ass. That's also on there, too, if you want to watch that. Uh, Recommendations, that, don't type that in. That but, guy died. Uh, yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> you Jesus get a horse stick in your ass, you will die. Uh, so those that's their reasoning behind it is because you have the internet. <clears throat> Any kind of porn that you want to see is one click away. Mm-hmm. One click away, air quotes, because that might it's not be, really one click away. And that all might be the true reason. What they're saying is they want to class it up a little bit. And from what I've heard, what they're going to be doing, they're basically going to be classier and more relevant and have better articles now than Maxim Magazine has. That's what I've been hearing. So what they're trying to say is that uh, it was, it's was it been a pleasure serving you guys. We really mm-hmm. don't care about money anymore. <laughs> they might because, be saying that. Because I know if I was subscribed to Playboy Magazine, I would cancel my subscription because the only reason I'm getting it is not for the articles. I remember hearing quotes of something saying they wanted it to be something that you could be sitting next to somebody on a bus and read and not feel ashamed. And I'm like, it's Playboy Magazine. I don't think you could do anything. Like, you wouldn't even read Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition next to somebody on the bus. You're still going to feel ashamed. It's just not, it doesn't work like that. Like, you can't. You, uh, they might as well have just kept embracing it, but I don't know what's gonna. Hey, happen bro, to them. check we'll out a picture of these boobies. I know, All right? That's yeah, it's interesting news, man. I mean, they're totally. I don't see it working, but it's it's a crazy, you know, it's a crazy business that has only done one thing, and now they're totally going away from it. It's just crazy. All right, well, that's it for quick mentions, but. We do have a little snippet from somebody by the name of Chris. Uh, got got some early review uh, 
comments on the Steam controller that was just uh, shipped out to the early pre-orders. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and we'll do some live editing on this in mm-hmm. the video. But in the audio recording, you're going to switch right now to listening to Chris. So without further ado, here he is. Hey guys, Chris here with the Steam Controller. As you just heard by that wonderful intro that I really hope they nailed. So uh, I was one of the early adopters for this thing. I pre-ordered it back in June or July, like the first day they were up on Steam. So I just got mine today. If you buy it now, I think you get it around November 21st, I want to say, or the 15th. Um, So I've played with it for about an hour or two. Uh, And I have to say, this thing is huge. It. I went back to my Xbox One controller after I played with this for a bit, and that thing just felt so small in my hands compared to this thing. It... It takes a bit to get used to. And at first I didn't know how I was going to feel about it. But after playing with it for a couple hours, I have to say I, I'm loving it. There, there's so many buttons. There's, there, man, there's, there's over 20 buttons. You have two touchpads in place of an analog stick plus the analog stick. And on top of that, the touchpads even have four buttons on them. You got your ABXY just like your Xbox controllers do. You got, uh, Little little analog sticks in the back, or I'm um, triggers. I'm sorry, analog triggers. They're also pressure sensitive, so you can press it down halfway, just like a regular controller. You have two buttons on the back, which is really cool. But one of the biggest things about getting used to it that I'm having the most trouble with is hitting them by accident. Because when I play games, especially games like Rocket League, I get pretty into them, and I grip this controller really really fucking hard and i always end up hitting these back buttons and doing things i don't want to do but one of the greatest things about it and why i love this controller over any other controller i've ever used despite the clunkiness and despite the just the the different layout of it and having to get used to where the buttons are it's that you can customize literally every single thing about this controller you can you can make the X button act as a trigger. You can make the touchpad act like the off button. Uh, you can you can do so many things. You can have it so you're holding down the touchpad and then you press another button. It does a completely different function. It's it's pretty great. There's even a whole gyroscope. So for example, I was playing a CS:GO and I was using some of the community profiles, uh, which you can actually download on Steam. Other people can customize the controller. You can download their profiles, their key bindings, and use them if you don't want to customize it yourself because there's a lot of depth to it. And one of the bindings I was using was that every time you had your thumb on the right touchpad, you aimed by moving the controller, like a like a Wiimote, basically. It's really weird really weird. I didn't even know this had an accelerometer or a gyroscope thingy in it. It also has a speaker in it, which is another thing I didn't know when I bought it, which is nice. Although, honestly, I don't see many games taking advantage of that, but that's okay. Just the sheer amount of customizability, though, is one of the reasons why I love this controller. It's wireless. It comes with two AA batteries, which is really weird. The battery is not built in. You have to replace them when they die, or you can get rechargeable ones. But that said, it also comes with the little mini USB cord you plug into your computer. If you so choose, you don't have to worry about batteries then. And it's, it is really light though. It is, 
less than a pound. It's the lightest controller I ever felt. And honestly, I feel like I'm going to break this thing when I, when I bend it. And, you know, it's the first generation of these controllers. I'm an extremely early adopter. They're still working out the kinks and that's okay. But that said, I, I'm really loving this controller. I, I would say if, if you're on the fence about it or you're not familiar with it, perhaps hold off until they're out officially, uh, and, and not the early adopter ones and see how the masses are, are taken to it. But if you are really gung ho about, say, Valve or Steam or this controller in general and you've been following it for a while, you might want to check it out. It, it's got endless customization. I mean, we're talking like unlimited combinations of buttons. It's lightweight. It's fun. It, the touchpads are amazing. The haptic feedback is fucking brilliant. It, it feels so great. It's got, it's got so many buttons. You can play RTSs with it. You can, you can navigate your computer with it. It's, it's a good controller. That's, that's what I think. And everyone should get one. Well, okay. Maybe not everyone. But you, you listener, you should get one. So that's me, Chris, the Steam Controller. Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, 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 back to you at the studio. So that went, uh, that went rather well. That was fun. <laughs> Thank you, Chris, so much. That was a lot of fun. Next yeah. time, time limit. Two and a half minutes, I think. Yeah, <laughs> he, went, he went a little long. I, the first time I told him, I said five minutes. And then the more I thought, started thinking about it, I'm like, that's a long time for us to just sit here and do nothing. So... If uh, if if at all you got you got uh, you know you're listening to the audio podcast part of this, um, and you're interested to see what we were doing in the meantime, feel <laughs> free to check out the YouTube video. It's great. We were not making fun of the review, Chris. We were just narrating it it's like a silent movie. Yeah, we had literally nothing to do, while, and so we sat here and listened to you talk for five minutes. Five fucking minutes, Jesus Chris Christ. God it was great. It. it was wonderful. I hope that we get more of those from more people, and uh, that was well, a lot of fun. Yeah, Jim. Jim said he was going to do the the whole Shenmue thing, and uh, right. Jim. Jim is just straight up. He puts it in his own words: "Is Jim is procrastination station because <laughs> he does nothing but wait till the last minute to do everything." And he went out of town this weekend, so I can't bitch at him on uh, on his phone to tell him to record right now because it won't work. Hey, but, Jim. Jim at least saying he would do it. That's a step in the right direction for me, man. I'm loving that. So I'm not in any rush to get it, but I'm excited to get it. We'll say well, that. Uh, another, another bonus really quickly about doing the whole um, uh, recording and midweek thing will be really awesome because this weekend was a game on League of Legends for the World Finals that I really wanted to watch, a series of games. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I missed two games already because they're on game three already when I went, went out to get my drink before we started recording this. Um, we'll be able to watch those things. I'll be able to watch them. those things and do things like that because all the stuff that I want to do is on weekends, mm-hmm. but I can't do it if we're doing this. So be no good. big deal. No big deal. I didn't miss anything. I can go back and watch the VODs later. But I will uh, mention, too, before we get into our news, this episode was probably going to go a little bit long, but that's okay because our next episode is probably going to be a little short because we're only going to have like three oh. days worth of news for next, for next week. Since we're going long anyway, I might as well mention this. Did you see that the Navi, the Dota team, is going to be scrapping their whole roster? Mm-mm. Yep. The Dota 2 team's Navi is scrapping their whole roster and starting from scratch. Wow. That's quite the move. So, yeah. Well, good luck to them. Yeah, for sure. So that's all the esports news I had too. So, okay. Uh, do you want me to go with my first big old news story? Well, since you mentioned esports, I'm going to go ahead and go along with that into my first story. 
Nice, nice, <laughs> nice mute switch. Guild Wars 2 is going to be creating Good. a esports pro league. Uh, the developer ArenaNet announced that Guild Wars 2 is getting a new esports league in collaboration with Electronic Sports League. That's the ESL. It's going to feature eight teams from NA and EU, North America and Europe, if you're retarded. The total, <laughs> the total prize pool is going to have $400,000. For Guild Wars 2 Pro League. It's going to be a lot of... That's that's awesome. Uh, the leagues are going to have two seasons. They're going to be seven weeks each. The finale is going to include the two best North American and EU teams. The qualifiers will be held in mid-November, where four team slots will be filled. The remaining four slots will go to teams that have participated in the game's previous World Tournament Series finals or are highly ranked. And those are going to be held October 18th through the 25th. And this tournament, or this Pro League, is going to be open to all Guild Wars 2 players ages 16 and up. So, what do you think about all that? Well, you know, I'm not, I'm not a huge uh, fan of Guild Wars 2. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, <clears throat> I, you know, I know that Guild Wars 1 had a decent, like, competitive aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a wonderful... So much fun to watch, and I know Roman was really into it, and was like one of the top ranked in one of the top ranked guilds of North America for a long time. And it's a lot of fun to watch. It's just it's an MMO, so you don't expect there to be a real competitive PvP system in it. But Guild Wars Two does it. Guild Wars well, does it right. WoW does the same thing too. You know, WoW also has a pretty big competitive scene, and, and not not fairly. But like, I will. Before you I, go too much into that, I do want to stipulate there's a huge difference between WoW and Guild Wars. Guild Wars is guild based, and and it's pretty much it's guild on guild, so it's huge groups. WoW is just arena, so WoW is like two on two and maybe up to five v five, which is really hard to watch because like two on twos go forever. I don't want to state that the the following behind uh, WoW and now Guild Wars, Guild Wars two. The following behind the competitive aspect of these is as big as something like Dota 2, League of Legends, CSGO, because it's not. It's, it's not. It's never going to be that big. But I want to say it's probably top five, top ten. Uh, I would say top ten more so than top five. Top five is kind of taken. I'm CS- hesitant to say top five. You're right. CSGO, Dota 2, League of Legends, Hearthstone, Heroes of the Storm. The, mm. There's there's huge there five one right there. So yeah. That's easy to do. But definitely in the top ten. Call of Duty... Call of Duty, Halo, those two also are up there too. Uh, not to mention, but Guild Wars uh, other does games have a, that are coming out like that. Guild Wars comes along with a fanatical uh, player base. Oh, and I missed one other part. Guild Wars Two will be receiving balance updates before each new season of the Pro League to ensure stable metagame. That went down to my second page, and I missed that. Uh, well, that's that. That last uh, news part I did want to talk about too. I think that's cool that they're going to be uh, fine going through this all with a fine tooth comb and making sure mm-hmm. the metagame is really nice and balanced. And I don't, if you're not familiar with Guild Wars 2, they've always had PVP. It's always been very good. And it's always been a lot of Guild Wars' <coughs> fan base's favorite part of the game because you can only do so much with this game as far as PVE goes. And then you got, you got all the PVP stuff that you can go into, but $400,000. That's awesome. You know, across eight teams. And that's the, that's for, the $400,000, I believe that is only for the first season, the sec- which is the first seven weeks. The second season is going to have an even bigger prize pool that they haven't announced yet. And that's going to be for the second seven weeks. Mm-hmm. So 
this is really exciting. I'm going to, I want to start watching some Guild Wars 2 PvP and kind of brush up on that because I'm going to be really interested in watching some of these tournaments and seeing what the teams look like, see if professional esports uh, groups are picking up teams, see if Liquid gets a team or Nahilim gets a team, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And see, see where this goes. All right. Well, <clears throat> with that, we'll go to uh, the this is this is actually the article that I wanted to cover last week, uh, but didn't have time to. Mm-hmm. And we were going to cover in the follow up. Uh, so I'm going to run really fast down this. And uh, you, you already heard this, but I'll, I'll run down really quickly and we can discuss at the end. <clears throat> Rise. There, there's been some ridiculous DLC announcements that have been coming out. Uh, the new term, Tomb Raider game. That's coming out. Uh, all this is Xbox specific, by the way, because there are really no PC, P- PC details released yet, um, or there's no pricing model. None of this stuff is still. So <clears throat> all this is for Xbox, but it still may apply to the PC base. But Rise of the Tomb Raider is going to have a card system in it. Uh, these cards you'll play while you're you're playing your game, and they'll modify the game. Uh, there's going to be over 300 of these expedition cards uh, that will launch when you alter your game. That you at launch, excuse me. That will alter your gameplay, uh, and you can also acquire them through in-game currency. But you could basically pay for them to get them earlier. <clears throat> there's going to be two different types. There's going to be foil uh, and common. Foil is going to be stuff that provides the strongest or strangest effects in the game, and it also has limited uses. And the common ones can only be used once. So the cards range from stuff like Big Head Mode, which, by the way, uh, for future reference or for anybody that's uh, a future generation or uh, didn't grow up with this, Big Head Mode used to be an unlockable, not a downloadable content. Uh, so then you have other stuff that's just kind of altering, like bullet resistance, which is basically you more resistant to bullets. So that's kind of self-explanatory, but <clears throat> that's the thing too. Now they're adding DLC, but this DLC that they're adding for all these games is like stuff that used to be on the disc that used to be able to unlock with a cheat code or uh, by completing a certain task in the game. But and now when you say cheat codes, these are cheat codes that are implemented into the game with their own cheat code menu yeah. that you're putting a cheat code into. So it's not like yeah, it's not like illegitimate weird cheats that you're talking about like the the old konami code uh mm-hmm. for uh contra stuff like that you know mm-hmm. they don't have those anymore they don't have right those fancy like hey there's a, a secret code here if you figure it out uh you get x items or whatever now it's give us three dollars and you get this bonus dlc so what you feel like is they're taking content that that already <clears throat> existed they're slapping money onto it and giving it back to us yeah. Oh, slapping a cost this, onto it. Remember how we were talking about the season pass? This is the mm. whole season pass thing. Uh, the Tomb Raider Rise of the Tomb Raider season pass is going to be thirty dollars on top of sixty dollars for the base game, and the season pass is going to include outfits, weapons, and expedition cards beginning on day one and continuing for four months. Is it just me, or does it feel like companies are starting to just kind of pull things out that they've already made and just slap an extra charge on them? Oh, they are. I mean, yeah. it's people. They'll they'll swear up and down that this is not what they're doing, and they'll swear up and down that all the DLC that's found on these discs that is locked until you just pay money and then it becomes unlocked. Like the the problem with this is that they're insinuating that they're going and building more stuff, and then they need money to build more stuff and whatnot. But they've already made it, and it's just a, se- a section of the game that they're just segmenting and, and putting behind a paywall. Well, it's 
I was going to say the thing behind these big games, big, big triple A titles is that these huge companies put them out. And this is what separates indies from the big triple A titles. <clears throat> these, these huge developers and publishers release these games and then go, all right, we released the game for $60, but there's all this bonus content that we could sell to them. Instead of making it unlockable in the game, why don't we just charge for it? And then they put us, they slap a price tag on it and then they charge you for it. The content's there. Uh, yeah, the art designers, the people that are behind doing a lot of the, the stuff uh, may be done with the game. Like the art may be already finished by the time the game comes out and they're just there. So they might as well work on something else. So sure, you might get a bonus outfit. But instead of just getting that bonus outfit and releasing it as an unlockable on the game, they're going to release it as a price tag. So people see it and go, oh, well, it's only $3. Throw $3 at the screen, buy it. And then have this this outfit that doesn't really change anything in the game. But it's a single-player game. Nobody sees it but you. And even what's even worse is it might be something to this extent of a first-person game. You know what I mean? A first-person single-player game. You get weapon skins or something like that. Come on, man. So... That's that's Rise of the Tomb Raider, and then Metal Gear Solid Five, Phantom Pain. Everybody's familiar with Konami and their bullshit. Mm-hmm. They're now offering insurance. <laughs> what this is is Konami is selling FOB insurance. If you're f- unfamiliar with the FOB, it's the forward operating base that you unlock in the game. You put troops there; they get you uh, items and things throughout the game. It's a place to go back to and and improve your skills or whatever nonsense that's involved with it. Honestly, I haven't gotten that far into the game because I haven't had that much interest to play it. I do want to play it more, uh, but literally I just unlocked the FOB, and I, I didn't notice any of this stuff. But FOBs can be raided by other people, and you can get your stuff stolen. And that's what they're trying to protect you from with this. So what you could do is you could pay real money for to unlock insurance for your base, so if your stuff gets stolen, you get it replaced. This is the actual quote from them. Your FOBs are always at risk of coming under attack. Now, you can risk easy with FOB insurance, which is a paid service. If you sign up for insurance, uh, then during the insurance period, you will be compensated for any materials or staff lost due due to rival infiltrations. Staff materials stolen by the rival will in fact remain in your base, and an identical amount of staff slash materials will be handed over to the rival instead. MB coins are purchased with real money, but free MB coins are also distributed periodically as login bonuses, etc. I don't know what MB coins are. Uh, I don't know if they're like master boner coins. I, I don't know. But <clears throat> that's Masturbator. That's, that's honestly, like, because I don't want to support this game because I don't want to fucking support Konami. That's mm. another main reason why I'm trying to hold off on it as long as possible. Maybe I'll pick it up on, on really cheap sale. But then they go on to say, uh, the following are not covered by FOB insurance. Staff items that are not fully fully your property, such as abducted staff being held in your brig or your FOB. Uh, wounded staff, staff lost due to death or extraction will be compensated. Staff used by you to deploy in defense of the FOB, neither death nor extraction will be compensated, or nuclear weapons will not be covered. I don't understand this. Uh, Konami, what the fuck are you doing? You used to be such a good, uh, such a fucking good publisher, and now you just shit on everybody with your bullshit Metal Gear Solid DLC horse armor 
um, fucking pachinko machine. Like, Jesus Christ. Now they're announcing that there's going to be... Now, they didn't announce it, but they there was found out that there is a pachinko machine title listed as a big boss now. Big Boss being one of the characters from Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. So the assumption behind it is that now there's going to be a Metal Gear Solid pachinko machine. Right. I don't understand. Big companies, man. They only care about money. Konami, Konami used to be so good. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck happened. This but, is what we do. We just stop putting any interest or attention or effort or love into anything other than Battle.net or Blizzard. Because Blizzard's the only one that seems to fucking well, care. Valve, Valve cares. Then again, on that Blizzard note, I did have something I wanted to talk about. We can talk about that at the end of the show before we wrap up. Okay. Well, we're want. at we're at fifty minutes right, fifty two minutes right now. So maybe we could burst through these last two news articles and and try sure. to wrap up with the t- now not going over ten minutes or so. Well, my next article is not very long, but it's more like a. Um, more information about the Call of Duty uh, Call of Duty Twitter marketing stunt that happened. Now, we talked about this, I believe, on one of our other episodes. I don't know if it was me and Chris that talked about it or you, me and you, but might have, I, I did. I do, I do remember mentioning it. I think I was quick, talking to Chris. I'll quickly reiterate it for anybody that might not remember. Call of Duty's Twitter got changed to a different title and then all of a sudden started releasing like news updates. And it was all about terrorist attacks in Singapore. And it was like live uh, news updates like uh, that was really terrifying sounding stuff. And it happened over the course of several hours. Well, at the end, they said, you've been you have just been uh, introduced to part of Call of Duty Black Ops 3 storyline. You know, you're welcome for this awesome thing that we just did on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, it was, it was like you taking a glimpse into the battle or, or uh, fucking Black the Ops story 3. story of Black Ops 3. Yeah. But nobody, the problem with this is that over the course of several hours, nobody knows what the hell is going on. They've got like 3 million Twitter Twitter followers. Nobody knows what's going on. Everybody thinks that this is a real story for, for as far as they know. And there was never a mention of anything about Call of Duty Black Ops 3. There was never a pretense. There was never them saying that we are going to preview uh, some story going through the, and use this method. Nothing. Well, there's also, <clears throat> as I elaborated before on the other podcast, is there's they were also Twitter verified. And what that basically means mm-hmm. is that it, you're confirming that you are who you say you are. You're really not supposed to change your name. You're not supposed to do any of that shit, that mm-hmm. that shady stuff. Change and all your information as somebody yeah. else, so and I, without without pretensing it with anything. Yeah, I, I covered all this stuff on the last podcast that we discussed. This uh, I don't know all the specifics behind being Twitter mm-hmm. verified because obviously I'm not that huge on Twitter, so I don't really care to be Twitter verified. But we're huge, we're huge. We're gonna build a wall. Huge on the interwebs. So. Well, I that is a recap of what it, happened, but. but there's some more news now. There's been an interview with the developer, Jason Blundell, and it was held by IGN. And he tried to explain the reasoning behind the Twitter stunt. And he says, it was not done maliciously or as any kind of scare tactic. It was done on our own channel, and it was done to talk about the fiction of the world. Let me reiterate. None of this stunt was made clear to Twitter that it was part of Black Ops 3. They never said that this was about the fiction of their world. They ne- and he says in here it was it's not done as a scare tactic or anything like that. But what do you expect to happen 
when you are a verified user that has 3 million followers, you change your name and you start doing fake news posts that it's not going to scare people. Um, and the, how he says it was done on our channel. That's fine. You're verified. You have a responsibility that people understand who you are, what you are, what you're about, and that you're not confusing people. Uh, claims have been made that this was not an attempt to get attention. Quote, it was absolutely not done for any kind of attention in any way. It was supposed to be just, it was supposed to just be getting ready for a campaign element. Bullshit. So much bullshit, I think, I can't even begin to describe how frustrated this makes me because them saying that this was not done for attention, it's a marketing stunt. So therefore, it has to be done for attention. You're trying to market the game. You're trying to get Black Ops 3 out there. You're trying to get the storyline out there. You want people to get excited about the storyline. It's all meant to be about attention. Now, they might, be, they might be talking about they don't want the attention of the Twitter episode, the negative attention to be brought on them, which is still bullshit, I think. So either, either way, I think it's bullshit. But you know that whoever did this, it doesn't matter. They, they, they say any publicity is, is, is fine or whatever. Bad publicity is still publicity. And the fact that they didn't want attention or they weren't trying to get attention is just a that, crock of shit. That's not true because look at the flock. Look at the flock. Check out the yeah, flock's it, numbers. Any, it, it got right. lambasted, right? It, people hated it. it. They said it was, why even bother? Why? There's no substance to the game, yada, 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 all this stuff. And it got hit by people saying it was a good concept, but a bad execution. That's still yeah, publicity, in that case, but they're, they didn't in, move at in all. That they case, still have like three people right. playing the game. In that case, you're completely right. But we are talking about Call of Duty. People were not on the fence whether they were going to buy this or not. This game is going to sell regardless of this stupid Twitter stunt. You know, yeah. And on yeah. top of that, they're just confusing people and they're making asses out of themselves. And now they're put in a bad light. I like this personally because I don't want Call of Duty to succeed. I'm done with Call of Duty. I want them to fold it up and leave shop. I'm I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. But they're delirious if they think that. I I just think it's I think it's bullshit. I think don't, they're straight lying. Don't get me wrong. I, I I agree with you to an extent, but. They really need to switch it up. They need to change the format, the way they do things. And I'm not talking more than just... I'm, ta I'm talking more than just changing the way that you get weapons. I'm you talking, say they need to. I, I don't think they need to, to sell. No, 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 they no. They no, no, should. No. no. Excuse me. Jesus. I mean, in order for, to get like my respect of back, course, they need to right. change something entirely. Because they've been doing the same cut and dry system since since uh call of duty 4 you know what it does man is it it frustrates me how insulting is it that like they sell so much and what does that say about these new age dumbass gamers that are playing games how in the world are they still enthralled by this damn stupid repetitive bullshit game my brother is one of them man just, buys every single one of them totally stoked it's it, such a fucking it's just like uh what, what is it madden Mm -hmm. yeah, what, what else is there to implement in fucking There's sports nothing. game? It's just all they're doing is they're changing the rosters. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that $60 game will sell every every year, year yep. after year, every single and, year. And, and those are not gamers, though. Those are like sports nuts. They're not traditional gamers. But so, they'd still be considered a gamer because they do play a video game. A video game, yes. I would, yeah, on some level, they're considered a gamer. But in the loosest sense, they're not sure. a gamer. They're not, you know... Anyway, I want to wrap up the story. Um, 
we can say check out the game November 6th on PC, PS4, Xbox One, and you'll be able to see the amazing story that they say so graciously outlined for us on Twitter. No, or don't. I <laughs> or just don't. Or don't I, get the game. Everybody I played. Game. I played the beta. I wasn't impressed. I mean, they took out. They they made some decent changes in the previous one, Advanced Warfare. They took a lot At of this those point, what changes. What are they doing? Like you can run on walls now. They took what? a lot of those changes that they had in Advanced Warfare, and they said, "Man, that mobility that you got in Advanced Warfare was really cool. We're gonna take that away from you because it was too much. <laughs> now you have to pay thirty bucks for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't. I don't understand that. You made a really good advancement to the series. That everybody liked. That everybody loved, and then now you're like, uh, we're going back to the old way. You could run well, on walls a little bit, you could boost a little bit, but you can't jump 300 feet in the air. But in their defense, it's a different studio that's making this game, and they were making it before that game was even released. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, the previous game was made by Sledgehammer Games. This one's being made by Treyarch. So. Right, and, and they were, they're now, being developed. Like right now, the Sledgehammer is making the next one as we speak. Granted, uh, Treyarch, every Call of Duty game that Treyarch has made... I actually have loved. I liked it. Every single one. Um, Black I miss Ops. the good old, old ones. The very first Black Ops, I will tell you right now how much time I put into the very first Black Ops. Let's see. And while you're looking that up, I do want to say I've been watching The Office through again, and there's scenes where they're playing Call of Duty, and it's the old school World War II Call of Duty, and man, I was just like, that brings me back. It would be so much fun to go back and play the old school ones. Yeah, so I looked up Black Ops on Steam. I just typed it in the search box and it took me to the store page. It's like you played nine point one hours, but that's for campaign. It doesn't. It actually didn't log my multiplayer, multiplayer. in this in this section, so which let me we just, don't do too much campaign playing until Firewatch comes. Really then we're going to be campaign players. <laughs> uh, so the first Black Ops multiplayer, I put three hundred forty-six hours into. Damn, and, son. And uh, Enoch and I played competitively. Mm-hmm. on the the black ops 2 i only put 27 hours in it wasn't as good uh, so you're me. in the unique position where you have put several and hundred then, hours into a game that you can say you're tired of them yeah yeah for sure i really love the system of that they did with black ops they took black ops and put all this stuff into it and made it better and they did they really improved the series from the previous one which i think was modern warfare 2 at that point which by the way modern warfare 2 i only put 88 hours into and then Modern Warfare 3, I only put four hours of multiplayer in. <laughs> and then Advanced Warfare multiplayer, I only put eight hours in. Are you sensing a trend, everybody? So, like, <clears throat> all this stuff, I, I I really liked the change that they did for Advanced Warfare multiplayer. But I just I couldn't stay hooked to it because it was the same system. And it was just mm-hmm. grinding to get more gear. I don't know. I I really loved the first Black Ops and the way that they worked it, and the going back to the old retro t- style uh, Call of Duty. But I don't know. Um, are you done with that? I'm gonna wrap up really quickly with a. That's it for up. my Call of Duty Twitter shenanigans. All right, uh, really quickly. This is a follow up uh, to a story that I did last week. I think it was with Red uh, with um, uh, Riot banning G2A. Mm-hmm. Now this is just a really quick quote that I just wanted to mention. Uh, following up. Uh, what you said, what you're stating with the, with your follow up story. This is a follow up story to one that I released or talked about last week. G2A responded uh, to the press about being banned by Riot Games. So juicy. Give they, it to me. They stated, "Quote: The ban notification email came after G2A tried many friendly ways to meet with Riot to try and work with them, so as not to spoil things for esport esporters. Why? What? What? 
<laughs> to find a win-win solution. This is the first time I'm actually reading this quote. Uh, we tried to give them what they wanted. We suspended account selling and ELO boosting of accounts, but there were only more and more demands from Riot, G2A said. No positive answer to several pre- propositions of how the uh, how to empower the esport industry together in favor of gamers. Riot even asked G2A to remove helpful tools for players such as game guides. Um, blah, blah, blah. And then that's mostly it. Um, oh man, I can't wait till you're done. G two A G two A then said, "Tell us your feelings, and we will try in whatever way we can to make things better." Uh, the esports manager of G two A said, "Bullshit, G two A. Bullshit. That is so much pandering to the esports audience mm-hmm. that I can't even tell you. They tried to meet." Yep. Up. They tried to make uh, riots demands happen, uh, but they made more and more demands. They didn't say what demands they couldn't accomplish or what if if they if riot ever came to them with something that was off the wall and and just ridiculous and bad for esports. They should they would have said it because that would have made them look better to the esports audience, right? But they're not saying that. They're being really vague in in this. And then they say, "We're trying to empower esports together. This is what we're trying to do with Riot." But, you know, Riot left us and now Riot's not about empowering esports, so we're left in the dust all by ourselves. So disingenuous. So much bullshit. <laughs> so much. They need to get there. All right. Well, yeah, that that G2A is I, I just think G2A is just a shit shit website. I I, just, I don't like that they're trying to use esporters, <clears throat> esporters, esporters to get what the fuck I don't, I don't that. I don't like that they're trying to get esporters all riled up on their behalf. They're trying to say, look, we're all about esports and riots is riots leaving us out in the cold. Fuck, I hope that I hope that esporters don't agree with this. Oh, this man. is bullshit. I hope they I, see through this. I esports so hard. Oh man, I'm such a good esporter. So that's all your news? No, I have one. I have one thing. Okay. That was just a quick, like a kind a of a quick up. mention okay. that I wanted to do a follow up thing. I did. I just noticed I had it written down here in a note that I, I had written myself at work. I wanted to talk about really quickly, but I forgot to add to my show notes. But uh, and then the last thing I did want to mention is Payday Two is adding microtransactions. I don't know if you've heard it all about this, but it's been all the rave lately. Okay. Uh, they recently announced the black market update. Uh, now there's details behind this black market update, but I really don't follow the game. I don't have. All Can we the say how much this game it. costs before we get going? Uh, payday two. Yeah. Uh, payday two costs. Uh, currently is on sale. I think is that what it is. Uh, it's oh it's yeah it's a it's a free to okay so it's a free to play weekend. I've, Okay, weekend. Uh, currently seventy five percent off for five dollars. So if you're listening Normally, to this week and you want to play, go get it for five bucks. Normally twenty don't, bucks. Don't play it. <laughs> After I read this, you'll understand why. Twenty dollars for the game standard. Okay. Okay. And now they're adding so, microtransactions. With all that out of the way, they're adding microtransactions. The black market update that they just announced added the ability to earn safes at the end of a match. Now safes as in like. Uh, safe that you turn the knob and you can unlock it because this is a heist game yes it's all about committing exactly. heists. thank you yes uh and you get the safe at the end of the match and can be opened with a drill item that costs 249 real can money you, can you get it with in-game no. currency of any sort no real money all right i'm out it's, it's exactly identical to the way tf2 and csgo do it yeah exactly yeah, but that TF, blank stare but, on your face but those are it. cosmetic Yes. 
These ones, the safes contain exclusive weapon skins that have a possibility of boosting stats and giving modifications. All right, so the safes don't need to be opened. No. But if you do open them, they have cosmetics in them. So I could understand that. But then, if they have a chance to boost stats, yes. now it's pay to win. Yes. Now it's pay to win. So, and it's pay to pay to win because it's 20 bucks to buy the fucking game. So here is here is the thing, right? <clears throat> Back in 2013, the devs were interviewed, the devs being Overkill. Uh, they stated in an interview saying... Excuse me. They didn't say that. Uh, they said, we've made it clear that Payday 2 will have no microtransactions whatsoever. Oh. And then in the following month, another dev stated in a follow-up interview saying, no, no, God, I hope not, never, no. So now the whole community behind Payday 2 is in an uproar uh, behind all of this this news coming right. in. I There's- either feel really bad for the guys that said that. Or I hate them because either somebody above them pulled the trigger or they went back on their word. uh, There is also so. All right. There is so much positive feedback behind this game initially. Right. And now if you go to the Steam store page and you look at user reviews, you ready? There are people with over a thousand hours logged into this game saying that they do not recommend the game anymore. That they just posted these reviews on the 15th and they're getting shot all the way up to the top and people are saying, I've spent 1,200 hours in this game. I've completely supported this company. But now that they're releasing this microtransaction and going back on their word, it completely ruins the game and the community. I'm out. So bad. And they downvote it. And if you the, go the look at all the... gamers that you don't lo- want to lose are the ones that are putting 1,200 hours yeah. into the game. The ones yeah. that are putting 10 hours, who gives a fuck? I mean, yeah, they bought the game, but the ones that are paying to playing 1,200 are going to be buying your previous shit. That's insane. Yeah. So there's so much, so much negative feedback behind this right now. There is a Reddit thread that at the time that I wrote these notes, uh, titled Fuck You Overkill. <laughs> on the uh, Payday 2 subreddit, or Payday subreddit, I think it is. I don't think they have a, their own separate one for the second one, the second Payday. I think it's just one. I think it's Payday the Heist is the subreddit. Yeah. But at this time, currently has 6,236 points on it. So, so yeah. They, 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 there's so many people that are upset about this change and this this different style uh, that that Overkill is going for. I just don't understand why they take something so coveted like this that people have so much time invested into and just kind of be like, yeah, you know, we, we, we did say that we weren't going to do microtransactions. But Money, you know, dude. You know what? Dollar signs. You know what? Blah. And I guess, I guess this black market update is also supposed to be a lot of uh, custom-created content by the community. Uh, and it's supposed to be a f- uh, uh, what is it? It's supposed to be like a free update. Like, here's what all of our community made. Check out all this new bonus free content that you could grind for a couple hours, unlock some stuff for, and do do that kind of thing. But now they're like, all right, well, you know what? We're gonna put it in safes. We're gonna charge you two fifty for it, and uh, good luck. Make it a random drop chance. You don't get what you want, kind of thing. Could you imagine if skins in Counter Strike upped the damage that your gun did? Uh. 
Yeah, I could imagine that. I don't really want to. I don't want to. No, think about we don't want it to like, happen. But can you imagine the uproar that would happen? That's. I mean, because that's what they're doing. They're. That's what they're oh, charging yeah. for. But I can safely say that I don't think Valve would be stupid enough to do oh, that. Oh no, 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 no! Valve has so much experience. Valve, the creator of Dota Two, that gives you all the heroes for free. Yeah. <laughs> no, that Valve does not have any interest in fucking over all your heroes for free. Plus like that. everything that you unlock or you could pay for with the, that's a microtransaction in that game. Is simply cosmetic. Every single thing is all cosmetic. Always. Nothing changes your hitbox. Nothing changes any of your spell damage. None of that. This the one competition now, is funded by us through the compendiums and stuff like that, in which you get rewards for and stuff. It's amazing. The, yeah. the model that they did for that is the model that I think every game should do in the for world. For sure. Now, the other thing behind this whole payday system is uh, the fact that with with all of this change to being a microtransaction based thing it's really gonna fuck the community up because you'll have some people that are gonna be like i i want that skin it's really awesome even if it modifies my my single player now this is a single player single player oh my god i can't talk single Single player. player only game uh even if it's only a single player only game they want these met what unique weapons that are super rare that modify mm-hmm. your damage and stuff because it makes the game easier for them to play and then you have these purists over here that want to play the game the way it was first created they don't want mm-hmm. bonus weapons that change damage and stuff like that they want the same base damage they have strategies in place they want to play these new maps things like that so it's going to divide the community again so you're gonna have people that want it and there's people that don't want it i don't now of course the the ratio is gonna be completely off it's gonna be completely skewed but you know the purists that are going to be a majority of your content. Like I said, the people that are playing a thousand hours of the game. And then you have the people that only play a little bit, but they want the bonuses because they want to be able to get through those levels and they want to do these things. But the whole fact that the developers went back on their word, I think is what people are real up in arms about. So It's crazy, man. I, I just companies don't. nowadays, man. I feel like there was a lot of news today that was companies with dollar signs in their eyes and just kind of i feel like there was a few things like overkill overkill used to be a indie developer they used to be strictly about the consumer only and they never used to be about pay paid options and things like that but you know what honestly with payday 2 personally i dropped my support of that game the second i can load up i let me load up their steam page right now and i'll tell you how many dlc packs they have available for the game uh because it is far too many when I started seeing them release this many this many packages of DLC, no, I'm out. They have uh, at of of this time right now. They have uh, 36 different Holy DLCs. Holy shit! How much do they cost? Are they like two dollar packs or whatever? Well, currently, since it's the 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 black market update is live, this everything's full price. Yeah, mostly everything is 75 percent off. Now, they have some that are no longer available. I guess that. They probably only had available for a limited time back 36? in like six two thousand thirteen or whatever, but most of them are at normal normal retail price anywhere from two ninety nine upwards of it looks like the most expensive one oh okay so there's a ninety nine cent one actually uh, which is just a soundtrack and then it goes all the way up to where is it soundtrack <laughs> I just saw it uh, there's actually two soundtracks there's a Christmas soundtrack. And a B-Sides soundtrack, whatever that is. And then there was another one that I saw that was... Where the fuck is it? I thought I just saw it. Six ninety nine. So three to seven bucks. Which are new heists and times stuff. Times 36. 
I mean, that's a couple more full games. I thought I saw that's five more of their games. I thought I saw a nine ninety nine on here, like ten dollars. But maybe that's, a, I, that's outrageous, man. That's everything outrageous. has a, everything has a line through it, so it's really hard to fucking see. Is this the way that indie game uh, indie developers are try like? Is this the only way that they can survive nowadays, or can they be legit? No, they could release be legit. a good game, give a good pay model, and we'll play it and we'll buy it. Yeah. So, all right, put this in perspective. If you were to buy right now on the seventy five percent off sale. If you were to buy the base game, $5, right? Mm-hmm. If you were going to buy all of the DLC on top of that, $27.48 for just the DLC. That's the DLC Jeez. that you can get. That's not that's 75% the DLC off. that's not there. Yeah. So if I, I can't tell you what it was, not 75% off, but they right. do have a game of the year edition that's available for $12.49. But I, look, I think that's missing some of the DLC. You don't get all 36 packages of DLC. So it's just, it's fucking, I don't know. It's scummy. I Yeah, it's really, it's really scummy. Some scummy news today. Them and G2A, they all need to get into a room and then that room can be blown up. Yeah, like, okay, so actually a lot of, remember how I told you that some of that DLC is NA? Like you can't get it anymore? Mm-hmm. It's no longer available. Uh, a lot of that DLC, actually, maybe all of that DLC that's NA, is in that big uh, pack. That that Gear of the Year edition. Okay. So you'd have to buy the Game of the Year edition. So that's twelve dollars and some change, plus the additional uh, packs of DLC. If you're interested in this game, and you want modified guns for a couple extra dollars, and you want to deal with all that shit. It I seems just, like people are really into heist games. Some really good indie developer needs to come around and do it justice. I don't I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't frustrating. I'm done with it. I, I haven't <laughs> touched I can tell you right now that I've probably put I'm I mean, we're just beating a dead dead horse at this point. But uh I will say that Payday Two I bought when it first was released in two thousand thirteen. Uh I put two hours into the game. It got bored. I got bored of it real quick. And now I look back and I'll go, I want to play Payday 2, but there's 36 packs of fucking DLC that I don't want to buy. So I feel, you as a consumer, you feel like you're not getting a full experience if you don't get that DLC. Yep. At least it's what I feel like. So And then they release 36 of them. Fuck that. Yeah, and so that makes you go, all right, never mind, I don't, I'm not interested in your game anymore because you have so much fucking DLC. Well, that's kind of a bummer note to end on. Let's go back to Fire Firewatch releases February 9th, 2016. Yeah, man, I'm so stoked for that. <laughs> and that'll be fire. the show. <laughs> that does it for this week. All right, guys. Thanks for checking it out. Uh, as always, you can catch me on Twitter at It's Nerves. Catch him on Twitter at his at his username that he didn't change yet, uh, at, Mike, at McMurray underscore M. Thank you. Check out our website, trainnoobs.com. All of the relevant links are there. And as always, later, noobs. Thank you for listening to the Train Noobs podcast. Visit us at trainnoobs.com where you can find links for all of our social media. Join us again next time and have a pleasant day.